life happens, man. We got to stop looking at like, as from a, like a victimized standpoint, like, I'm sorry that like things go wrong in people's lives up and down, but that's just called life and being resilient to it and saying, you know, whatever comes at my family, like I can handle and I can become the best version of myself. So I can handle those things because there's a lot of issues we deal with as dads that I don't feel like our children have to like really take on themselves. And sometimes we, we like put that on them or over explain things that we're going through that they don't need to as children really know that stuff until they become an adult, right? Major announcement time. Check this out. I'm so excited. March 7th through the 10th, 2024 out here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, there is an event called the Conscious Investor Growth Summit. And I will be one of the speakers at that event. I am so excited to be part of that and speaking alongside so many amazing speakers. Get ready to elevate your life at the Conscious Investor Growth Summit. Picture this, thought leaders, seasoned investors, world-class visionary entrepreneurs, all in one place, sharing their insights to transform your life. Don't miss out on the chance to build purposeful relationships and connect with like-minded people. Make sure that you secure your spot now because seats are limited. Go to ConsciousInvestorGrowthSummit.com. Thomas, you're a husband, dad, you're the founder of Dadhood, you're the host of Dadhood Podcast coach, speaker, martial artist, and so much more, man. So pumped to have you back on the show. Thank you, dude. No, thank you for inviting me, dude. It's been way too long. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just excited to, to flow and have a fun conversation with you. Come on, man. It, it was funny. You were chatting just before we hit the record here, but you know, you and I chatted on this show back in May of 2020 during the world. It was just crazy. It was falling apart. And you've done so much awesome stuff since then. So, so pumped to, to have you back on. But let's get right into it, man. Like, what is Dadhood? Why did you decide to put this thing together? Yeah, dude. So, originally, Dadhood started as Car Seats and Coffee. And I think last time we chatted, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, it was just a podcast. You know, I started it up because I didn't feel like dads had really good resources. Um, tons of stuff for moms out there. But dads just need a space sometimes where they don't feel like they have to necessarily engage with the conversation they can just sit back and listen but still resonate with somebody right so started yeah. car seats and coffee up and then you know i was sitting there and i was building this dadhood kind of on the side and i'm like no dude it's all dadhood it's all 24 7 dadhood so we just yeah, threw yeah. It in. Um, <laughs> and dadhood really is about helping men become the best version of themselves so that they can be the best dads possible right because Come on. we can't take care of our our kids if we're not right so mm -hmm. it's all about that creating resources for dads um obviously the show is another resource but tools and and stuff like that and then also coaching and, and other aspects that men need just to become yeah. like i said that best version and sometimes just minor tweaks to be that so oh it's so important man i mean you talked about feeling lost and uncertain and alone as a new dad and even after your second son was born I know that I felt the same when my kids were born as well. Walk me through that feeling that you had and, and what steps did you take to really get helped, you know, that to kind of figure out like where you're at today, like walk me through that journey there. Yeah, absolutely, dude. So um, it was funny. I We had our first son and right when I felt like I was starting to like understand what my new role as being a dad was, I yeah. like dropped the bomb and was like, hey, by the way, the second one's coming. And I was like, ah. Like that's I didn't awesome. even know how to process it, dude. Um, <laughs> and that's why, like, like I said, I started like looking up 
different answers like you know just the normal google search like you know what what happens if you feel lost as a dad like i didn't want to slip into a depression but the only yeah. role i knew before becoming a dad was climbing corporate ladders and like chasing money and chasing things and i was yeah. like really good at that right and then now i have these other beings that like depended on me to be more than just that more than just the things that I own, just more than just like my bank account and stuff. And it was like, I didn't know where to even go, dude, how to even start yeah. and it was throwing me off because it was this new version of myself, which I didn't really allow the old version time to say like, like have gratitude for it and time to like release it and almost mourn it in a sense and be like, that was an old chapter and this is the new chapter and I'm ready to step into it now. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, so. Man. So just moving forward through all that and then creating a space, like I've grown so much more, Eric, by chatting with dads like yourself and many other dads on the show than I ever had, like trying to attempt this by myself, dude, or yeah, yeah. looking backwards at like how I was raised by my own father, you know, because there was some individual, like some tie ups with that too. And, and things yeah. that I didn't want to do, you know, he's great at some things and other things. He just wasn't the kind of dad that I wanted to be moving forward. So, man, it's so true. You know, when my wife and I first got married, like we both came from broken homes. So we knew exactly what we didn't want out of a marriage, but we didn't have any good mentors to teach us like how to have a good marriage. Right. And we did the premarital counseling thing, but that was more like, well, how many times do you want to have sex this month? Like when you first get married, it's like those, like not real helping questions in your marriage, you know? And even when my daughter was born, you know, we, we waited five years for us to, to start having kids. We, we just kind of spent time getting to know each other. But I remember the day that my daughter was born, my, my wife did this crazy long, she was in labor for 36 hours and, and unbelievable, like labor pregnancy there. But the day that we got to take my daughter home, here's me like new dad, no idea what I'm doing. My job at this point is just to protect my daughter, protect my wife, right? We're driving home from the hospital. I live about three and a half miles from the hospital where my daughter was born. So my wife and I are leaving the hospital and we come up to this intersection where there's a free right turn next to ours. And I'm in this lane over here. And as I go past this free right turn, a car jumps the curb and almost hits my car. So I'm like, now it's like super focused. I'm like, what the heck's happening, right? Not even a mile down the road, it's this straightaway. And this dude flies past me on a motorcycle going like 80. And I look at my river mirror and he starts wobbling and bites it, dude, and shoots down the concrete like a hundred feet. I'm going, I'm three miles from my house. And these two things have already happened. Like, I don't want to leave the house for like a year now. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like an action film going on. Dude, around just like, it was so crazy, dude. Like I, and then I, you know, I get home, like we're never leaving the house. Like, it's nuts, you know, <laughs> but, wild when you really think about it, because they bring your child down, depending on like what your the hospital and stuff looks like. And yeah. they're just like, here you go. Man. And, and like, I feel like, especially as men, yes, we're aware, like nine yeah. months or whatever, if, if that's the duration it goes, um, we're aware of this concept, like, oh, a child's coming. But yeah. there's no like daily reminder other than no. like, you know, you'll get the, oh yeah, my, my kid will be here in nine months. But there's nothing else. So there's yeah. no like real prep work into figuring out like, who do you want to become once mm -hmm. this child's there? You know, yeah. I, I've been Huge. writing that down lately, like, what dad do I want to be? Uh -huh. And then every day I'm checking myself against what I wrote down and asking, am I showing up today as that individual? 
or am I showing up as an old pattern individual? Come on. And then once you, once you have that locked down, the key is it's the consistency. Yeah. I'm not going to become that version today, but I will become that version if I keep putting in that work every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the version my boys need. That's the dad they need me to show up as so that they can have the best experience with me as a father. So one day when they're sitting there talking to their own version of counseling or whatever it is, yeah. I'm not the issue that they're sitting in there talking about. Right. Come on, man. You also have this challenge, 40-day challenge, dad time challenge there on your website. It's it's 40 days, man. Like deep dive into this challenge. Like what's this about, man? Yeah, so it was really interesting. I was sitting there and one day with my boys, I was like, you know what? I'm in the room with them constantly, but I'm not really present with them. Mm-hmm. I'm doing other things. I'm thinking about building my brand. I'm working. I'm do- you know, the, the phones, all the, all the distractions we have. And I was like, man, what would it be like if I designated just 15, like 15 minutes of undivided attention to either both of them? I'm, I, I go hardcore into challenges. I'm like, I'm doing both of them every day, you know, but, but <laughs> yeah. I recommend everybody else is different. Maybe you just choose a child or if you have one, just take 15 minutes, put the phone away, put the mm-hmm. stuff away and go and become part of your child's world. Now, don't like ask them to come and do something you want to do. Find out what they want to do. Step into their world for 15 minutes and do this for 40 days and watch what happens, man. My kids will come to me, like I'll pick them up for school and they'll be like excited. Dad, what are we gonna do for the 15 minutes? This is not a long time, bro. It's 15 minutes. And it means more to them than any gift I could ever give them or any vacation I could take them on. Huge. So good, man. Like I try to turn my phone off at five o'clock before I head downstairs. I work from home. So my, my kids are homeschooled. So we're all in the house at the same time, all the time, (laughs) like, you know? And so I really try at five o'clock to really put my phone away. Now I'm not perfect at that, but I really definitely try to, to put that phone down when I get downstairs so I can be present with my daughter and my son and my wife. Right. And, um, but I think that's huge to do 15 minutes a day. I know that I don't do that all the time. I know that there's times where I'm like, unintentionally being with my son for 15 minutes and we might be playing ball or something like that, which is great, but I need to be more intentional about that. And I think every dad really needs to step into that, man. That's huge, dude. Huge. It's what, so like, and I encourage people like, look, I get it. It's like, where do you even begin? Where do you start? Sometimes there's such a disconnect with with like us dads and their kids, because, you know, we have different roles. We've had different social pressures. We have different things, right? So I like created a whole bunch of things in this workbook. It's free. You can go on the site, download it. It's, you know, I'm not trying to make money off these things. I'm trying to build families. Yeah. Oh man, it's massive, dude. One of the things you mentioned on your website, or actually three things that you mentioned on your website, authentic, loyal, and resilient as, as kind of like, that's what dad is. Like why those three? Ooh, that's such a great question. <clears throat> I broke that down and like really thought like, what does the dadhood represent? And it's like when you can be resilient as a dad, right? Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Thank you to Tracy down at Tranquil Turn Massage in downtown Coeur d'Alene. 
Look, my wife and I, we see Tracy and her team every single month for a couple's massage, and it is the best thing. Tracy is a master massage specialist and a Hanu Ashiatsu trainer. You need to reach out to Tracy and her team. Make sure that you tell them that I sent you, and you'll get 25 bucks off your next massage. Also, while you're there, check out CDA Brows, Body, and Ink. Make sure to tell Tracy that I sent you, and you'll save 100 bucks on your next tattoo brows and plasma tightening services. Life happens. Man, we got to stop looking at like as from a like a victimized standpoint, like I'm sorry that like things go wrong in people's lives up and down, but that's just called life and being resilient to it and saying, you know, whatever comes at my family, like I can handle and I can become the best version of myself so I can handle those things because there's a lot of issues we deal with as dads that I don't feel like our children have to like really take on themselves and sometimes we we like put that on them or over explain things that we're going through that they don't need to as children really know that stuff until they become an adult right yeah loyalty like you're in it like you have to step in you're in it there's no one foot in one foot out like when i say like you become part of like you are a dad now like own that role and Mm -hmm. put in that work right um And then just, I think I was talking, what I just was, um, resilient. We're talking about loyalty, um, authentic, authentic, like, look, you can fake, you can fake a lot of people in this world. You can flex on the ground with all the nonsense. You can do all this stuff. Your kids will see right through it. Yep. Yep. Your kids are witnesses. They're there. They're present. Like you said, they're they're within the facility, your house, twenty four seven, whatever. They see you. Mm-hmm. Put down the masks, man. As mm-hmm. dads, we got to drop the masks, and we have to show up. And if if the person that we're showing up as isn't the individual we necessarily want to be, then that's why you got to write that stuff down. You got to put in the work, and it's yeah. going to be hard work. But what other like, what other commitment? other than like raising your children to be the best versions also of themselves so they can go out in this world. What other job are you ever going to have mm-hmm. that's going to be that satisfying if you put that work in? Yeah. Come on, man. That's so good. I mean, and I still work a full-time job, but I know I have the reality of knowing that my, the company I work for, I'm just a number. It doesn't matter what company you work for. If you work for anybody, you're just a number, right? Like if I was to die today, they'd put an ad in the paper or whatever online, I'm old school. they'd put an ad online, right? And say, Hey, we, we need to fill this role. Yeah. Family though. We're not just a number. Like we are the dad, like, and, and man, when I said I do to my wife almost 19 years ago at this point, like mm. I meant it. And we've been through the hard stuff and we've been through the crazy stuff. My kids have seen the hard stuff, man. They've moved multi-state, but they know that I'm loyal. I'm authentic. They see me cry. They see me like angry. They see me happy and laughing, man. And and they see me battle through those in resiliency, man. It's so good, dude. Those three, such powerful, man. Dude, and you talked about it right there. Eric. You just said like, you said I do to my wife, right? Just the same thing I did. Yeah. Dude, have we ever just stopped and said, man, I also said I do to my kids. Yes. Yeah. I do. I will be there through thickness, through health, you know, I, yeah. will, be, I will be there till the end, mm-hmm. you know? And I know that you've talked about it a lot on your show too. You, you talk about like the power of having religion, a foundation, having God in your life having this kind of like faith and testimony also like we need to create 
those same kind of like belief systems around like our family again, you know, yes. like, like I can have trust, I can have loyalty, I can have faith that my dad is going to step up. My dad's going to be there. My dad's going to, like you said, my dad might cry in front of me. My dad's going to like hold me though. When I'm crying, just give me space. My dad's mm -hmm. going to let me fail. My dad's going to lift me up. Like there's, you know, educate me, teach me all of these things. And I think if we can just start realizing how significant that word being a dad really is and what that role entails, man, it's a powerful thing. Yeah. So powerful, man. Uh, one of the cool things that you and I had chatted about that you do is this cold plunge. I love cold plunges, man. I hate cold showers, but I love cold plunges, but like, you know, like how do you use, utilize breath work and cold plunges into your day and what benefits are you seeing with that, man? Oh, let's go. I love talking about this. I actually, um, probably, I don't know, 40 minutes ago was in the cold plunge. So I did a, a three minute round. Um, I, I sat in there and at the end I go like full head under just cause I want like, I want the complete experience, right? Come on. Yeah. Um, cold is a very interesting thing because you know, it's going to suck walking up to it. Like yep. going towards my tub. I'm like, I am not excited. People are like, <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. Look, I, I get it. We love the benefits of it. We don't love the, like the pre-work, which is really, I think the work, like knowing something's going to be tough and still getting in, like mm -hmm. that's where the strength comes from. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so getting in the cold, I do it pretty much like every day. If I don't get in the tub, I'll do the cold shower. Um, I just think it's so important. It, it helps reduce inflammation in our system. It reduces, um, stress levels in our system. It increases endorphins dopamine levels. I mean, there's, there's a lot of medical benefits that come from cold exposure, but then packaging that with the breath work. Uh, so I actually dived into this. It was like with Wim Hof during mm -hmm. COVID because I'm like, look, everybody's talking about some respiratory illness that's going around. Like I want to have the strongest lungs I can possibly have so I can face whatever, I, whatever's coming. So I started doing his like free, I mean, it's a free app or videos online. You can watch and I got really into it and started realizing what's going on. And I'm holding my breath for like two, three minutes plus on the exhale, not on like the inhale retention after the exhale, I'm like this, something's to this, you know, full body tingle, all that. So yeah. I, I booked a trip and actually went out and trained with Wim and dude, then it was, a, that was a whole different level. And now breath work is something I do every day also. Come on, dude. You got to go and, and hang with Wim and, and do that. Yeah. Dude, what an experience. Now, where is he based out again? I know he's he's moved around a little bit, but where is he based out of? Yeah, so where I did it, I actually, um, we we flew, I was going to do it at this Poland place because that's where his place is at. Yeah. And, and you can do the, the cold or the winter retreat at Poland with him, which, dude, I was like booked to do that. And then I'm glad I didn't go because it was like during the whole, not only during COVID, but it's when the war like started kicking off and people were fleeing into Poland. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so, <laughs> which would have been like absolutely nuts. Totally. Um, yeah. So we did it at the, um, I went and trained with them in the Pyrenees mountains, which is like right on the border of like France and Spain okay. there. And Come on. dude, it was like literally 10 minutes. I sat in a tub with him in ice for 10 minutes and you know 
like clinically people would say like you would die if you do that kind of stuff sure and then you start realizing through like breath work and believing in your body and all of this like how incredible eric our bodies are mm -hmm. yeah so powerful man especially with the cold dips and i've done the i, I did a polar plunge one time out here on new year's <laughs> day the water was like 32 it was like 35 outside you know and that was that was pretty cold but that was before i even wanted to like I was getting in and getting out. Like I wasn't trying to train my body to stay in that cold. But now whenever, whenever I have an opportunity to do it, man, I'm all about getting in there at least that three minutes, like you mentioned, man, to, to help that man. It's so good. Yeah. Now you're a seasoned podcaster, your current podcast, the dadhood, which you mentioned there. It's such an awesome show. People need to go listen to this, but what's the journey that you're taking really probably more dads than anybody, but like, what's that journey that you take people on when they're listening to the show? Yeah. So the key for me on like the dadhood show is allowing again, allowing space, right? Mm -hmm. I'm bringing individuals like yourself and you got everything from CEOs to non-traditional dads to single dads, like all, all the different variations. Um, the one thing is we're constantly asked to talk about like our achievements in life, right? We, people want to know like, Eric, how did you set up a podcast? Like, how'd you get your podcast off the ground? And like, how are you doing this and that? And, and they want to ask these businessmen that have like, you know, very successful businesses. Like, what's the, what's the way that you did it? Like, what's the secret sauce so that I can do this? How many times do we just get asked? Like, tell me what it's like being a dad. Like, right. no, like people just aren't asking those questions. So when I'm giving the space for these individuals to like open up and talk about it, we're diving into areas that like a lot of times they didn't even think about. It's like asking questions, like what's the message you would like your children to remember about you if you died? Like, Whoa, wait, wait, what? And it's, it's right. some of this stuff to surface. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really allowing a space, like I said, for, for other men too, that might not ever want to be on a show or they don't want to, be part of the community, if you will, like, you know, mm -hmm. um, some of the other events that we're doing, but they want to sit in the back and they want to listen. Yeah. And, and they want to listen to episodes like yours and be like, I don't, I, it's not that I resonate with Thomas. I resonate with Eric. And mm -hmm. now I feel like I can like follow Eric's stuff because he said stuff that really resonated with how I want to raise my kids. Yeah. And now I feel like I can be part of his community without necessarily having to like dive fully in. Mm. So good, man. Uh, podcasting is like, you know, like such an intimate conversation between one, two people, maybe solo show, but it's the listeners that kind of get a sneak in, right? And just listen in. And it can be so impactful just as a listener to to hear those stories, to help them motivate, get out of some craziness or, you know, that's going on in their life, man. It's so good. I wanted to ask you, you being a married dad, and gone through marriage or in marriage right now, like my wife and I were at a restaurant over the weekend and it was like a cafe Rio, like go, just go grab food real quick. And we got up to the checkout and this kid, maybe 19 out of the blue says, Hey, give me one piece of advice that would make for a, a successful marriage. And I just thought it was a weird, random, like question that someone would ask me as I'm checking out at a restaurant. And ironically enough, my wife and I got in this crazy blow up argument like before we got there right so it was like uh we were kind of like tensions were a little bit high and i had to go and apologize for some stuff that i said right so it was like this moment but for you 
being married, having two boys, if that question was asked to you, like what's that piece of advice that you would give someone that's a newlywed or going to be married soon to a, to a, 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 a dude, right? He's maybe not a dad yet, but he's getting into marriage. Like what's that one piece of advice you'd give him? Ooh. I'd say the one piece of advice I would give is to go into your marriage, go into creating this family with intention. Mm. I believe if yeah. we put intention behind anything we do, we are also putting energy behind it. Yeah. And we're, you know, your intention and your, and your focus goes like energy flows. So it's, it's really about like, it's not this perfection. We get this, mm -hmm. like, what is, um, what is the one thing I can do that's going to make my marriage better? Well, it's not one thing, my friend, right. it's going to be like, it's going to be daily practice. Yeah. It's going to be, you my know, my wife had mentioned it as like a, you know, she, her answer to that question was make sure it's a good partnership, make oh. sure you're a good partner and communication is clear. And that really was like eye opening for him. He's like, Oh, you know, wow. Dude, it's so interesting. I tell people genuinely, you can make a lot of mistakes in life. Yeah. When it comes to relationships, do not make them. Don't make mistakes in that one. Right. Like, people are like, Oh, well, I feel like I'm being too picky. Well, are you being too picky or are you being irrational? Like they're, they're very different things. Like, like totally. it's a fairy tale, like you just get everything perfect, but like you should be picky. You should find someone that wants to have tough conversations with you. You yeah. should find someone who's willing to go to battle with you when times get hard because they do get hard. Yeah. Like you should find this and you shouldn't settle for less. I think that we should focus for having a great relationship because that's, it can make or break, man, especially when you have kids, like totally. Oh man. Uh, so, so good there. I know that you created this awesome thing called the dad deck. Yeah. Uh, I, I love this thing. Do, do you have a dad deck there in front of you? Oh dude, I got one right here. Yeah. Dude, I wanted to say, pull one out, man. And let's actually answer this question live here, man. I, I think it would be awesome to do that. So I, I, on the front, I have one of my like dadhood stickers. So this does not come on the. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Okay, dude. You know how we do this. Yeah. Uh, stop. Okay. Going right there. Sorry. My screen froze. I couldn't see the deck. In front. All good. Ooh. Oh, this is an awesome question. All right, Eric. So what's the most embarrassing thing your kids have said in public? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if we have enough time to go over this stuff. <laughs> oh, man. What did, I feel like something just happened. Oh, here's what happened. This, this, we were at line at Costco, in, at Costco. This is like three weeks ago. And my wife and I, we always pick the wrong line to get in, right? Like no matter what line we get in, there's always like an old person up front, like doing checks, right? Handwriting, handwriting the checks. And it's ridiculous. And we're like, oh man, we picked the wrong line, but we don't say it out loud. Right. So I'm at the store with my daughter, my son, my wife, somewhere else. And there's literally one lady in front of me into the checkout. So we go pick out that line. And this lady, older lady, something's going on, handwriting the check, right? Like, Something's not going right with the membership. And my daughter says out loud, oh, we always pick the wrong line. <laughs> and I'm like, and I, I mean, my head snapped as fast as you could think, man. And I was like, what? 
And the the bummer part was like I get it. Like she she just wasn't thinking. She said it out loud, but that older lady heard her, and she turned around and she's like, "I'm so sorry." And I was like, "Oh, it's no big deal." Oh man, like my I was so red in the face. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh what just, about for yourself <laughs> yeah they just they just call it out as it is though totally, you know? dude. yeah <laughs> so crazy totally man what about for yourself oh my gosh so um <laughs> so i have a nine and a seven-year-old right and my seven-year-old is like the most outgoing like the funniest kid i've ever met in my life and we go out to our mailbox well our neighbor he's yelling for his cat he's like an older dude and he's yelling out there and he's like lady and he's yelling dude my son no joke just stops and he's like lady starts yelling it back and i'm like oh my gosh dude i'm like no no and my son's smiling and he can see that i'm like trying to shut him down like no and he just amps it up dude he's oh totally like, yeah he's like here kitty kitty lady i'm like oh my gosh dude <laughs> so funny dude he does stuff like that all the time dude he just doesn't like he doesn't even care and he'll laugh when like yeah internally i want to laugh at a situation but i yeah. know it's inappropriate too like yeah he's the dude that just like, starts laughing out loud like cra yeah cracks me up dude i think as kids man we like I just I laugh so much all the time whenever my kids and I remember like as I when I was a kid the one thing that my kids laugh about that I did as a kid and it was it sticks out to me is my dad like raised me watching ninja movies none no English just ninja movies straight on ninja movies like yeah. we always watch ninja movies so I grew up thinking like Asian people were always ninjas and we were <laughs> we were at a store one time and I remember this so clearly and I was I don't know five six maybe maybe four but this asian dude walked past me and i just hey, yeah and kicked him right in the leg my dad's like get out of here right like my head just went straight to that. <laughs> and my kids love to bring that up like dad remember when you kicked that guy <laughs> oh, man. oh man i think my kids like secretly wish like it's so funny because we all do taekwondo together yeah yeah you know that's I, awesome like i think they constantly are like Hey dad, it'd be so awesome. They say this. It'd be so awesome to see you fight somebody. And I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, dudes, you know what happens when dad fights somebody now? Dad goes yeah. to jail. Like it's not <laughs> Yeah, totally. Or I get to just go and just have an awesome epic street battle and then just like walk away like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, right? Totally. <laughs> Uh, man, Thomas, this was such a great conversation, dude. I loved having you back on the show, man. Thank you so much for what you do with dadhood. You are impacting so many dads through your show and families, man. Like wives should be listening to this just so they get an insight of how we think too, man. Thank you for what you do, man. You're an absolute world changer, dude. I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for letting me on your show. Like it's always a blast. Great connecting with you and keep grinding, dude. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. I hope that my guest was able to bring you some amazing wisdom and knowledge to help you continue to fight for your goals, your dreams, and your purpose. If you could do me one big favor and just hit that subscribe button, I would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Keep changing the world. I believe in you. Have an amazing day.